This is the Lady Landlords Podcast, and I am your host, Becky Nova. This podcast is for women looking to achieve financial independence through real estate investing. Let's get this episode going. Hi, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Lady Landlords Podcast. Today, I want to share with you the lessons that I learned from growing my portfolio in 2021 to see how those situations could help you and see if you experience similar things. So if we have not met, once again, my name is Becky Nova. I am the founder of Lady Landlords, and I am here to really share all of the wealth and knowledge that I have been able to find with accumulating my portfolio with you to help you be able to grow yours. So as a little reminder, my husband and I, we invest in the New York area. We own properties there and also in the Dominican Republic. This was something that when my husband and I started investing in 2018, we grew our portfolio fast. We ended up growing our portfolio and having over 10 doors in just two years. And that was something that was really unexpected. You can listen to our other podcast episodes and hear about how I really never planned on being a landlord. But once we bought that first duplex, our first house hack, which I didn't even know was a house hack when we even were buying that property, it really changed our entire perspective on what the power of real estate investing could do for us. And it has really just snowballed there. So as a little background story of how we've kind of grown our portfolio, like I said, in 2018, we did start without house hack with a duplex property. We still own that one. Since that time, we had actually ended up going on buying not only a four family, um, just one year to the date later, actually, but we also ended up with a parking lot. We bought a property down in the Dominican Republic as well. Also, somehow in that time in 2019, doing this gut rehab on this quadplex, we did end up also planning and having our wedding. So 2019 was a little bit hectic. Now, all of a sudden, we have 10 different tenants that we're overseeing as really unexpected landlords, and we had to put a lot of our systems into place. So early on in 2020, in February of all months, in February 2020, my husband and I really had a discussion about what we wanted to do with our real estate, real estate investing portfolio in 2021. And in 2020, sorry. But we'd actually decided that we would not be buying property in 2020. I actually promised my husband that we would use 2020 to get those systems into place and that we would not be growing our portfolio until things kind of calmed down and we were able to get ourselves into a good rhythm. Well, as many of you, I'm sure, still remember, March 2020 came next. And in March 2020, especially for those of us in New York, that was really when the quarantine and the closing down of a lot of businesses actually happened. And unfortunately, in March of 2020, my husband was one of those people that had been laid off. Now, you might think I was crazy for having this reaction, but as soon as I found out that my husband was going to be losing work, the first thing I thought of was, oh my God, we need to buy another property. Now, probably not everybody is going to agree with me on that strategy. My husband sure did not. My husband absolutely felt this was the time to be saving money. It was definitely going to be a huge hit not having his income coming in. This is worrying time and it's the time to squirrel away money. For me, though, I saw it as the opportunity to be able to pick up another property. It was another reason that we needed cash flow coming in. It was another reason that I needed another asset for these situations, for these unexpected emergencies and worldwide pandemics. I needed to make sure 
that I was doing what was best for our family. And that was making sure that we would be able to be bringing in the extra income if he was working or if he was not. So we ended up changing plans and we did buy yet another duplex in 2020. So really that year became finding that property, purchasing throughout the pandemic and the new regulations, especially in the state of New York, and then getting those tenants settled along with our previous tenants. It was fantastic to be able to implement those systems. We own properties that are nearby our current home and also properties that are long distance. We manage them all ourselves. And it was really something that we took the opportunity to put the right steps into place to make our lives much more manageable and make these properties run as smoothly and cost effectively as we could. So now coming into 2021, my husband and I had to reevaluate what this year was going to look like for us now that we had now just finished closing on that next duplex. So 2021, we really decided there were a couple things we needed to do. First, we needed to continue to make sure that those systems were all in place and were functioning for our tenants. We did have new tenants that moved in during the pandemic, and we needed to make sure that everybody was settled and happy in their apartments. Second, we realized that what would benefit us most would be to buy another large multifamily in New York. We wanted something that was going to be a larger asset. We also wanted something that would be bringing a larger cash flow. We needed something that was going to be significant to really round out what our portfolio would look like. Then after that, we also have realized that there is a point where our time and our management will kind of get tapped out in what we can actually self-manage. So we either then need to look into the possible implementation of using property managers for some of our properties or to also look into passive investments thinking more along the lines of private lending and syndications. So that was really the direction that we went. And we spent the beginning part of the year seeing what those systems were going to look like, especially many of you that have been following me for a while might remember that my husband and I lived in the Dominican Republic for the winter last winter. So we wanted to get that all nice and settled and really be able to show that we could manage our tenants from anywhere in the world. One of my reasons for investing in real estate is absolutely because I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to be in other places and live abroad again. And in order to do that, I need to make sure that my tenants are taken care of and our properties are taken care of at the same time. So living in the Dominican Republic for the winter definitely gave me proof of concept to make those systems place. So I already got one out of the way. Systems now where they needed to be. Then the last two things I wanted to do, which was to look for that large multifamily in New York, and then also look into diversification of my real estate investments, I was really able to do in tandem for the rest of the year. So as I was making connections and networking with other people that were in syndications, private lending, other passive investment opportunities, my husband and I were really evaluating if those things were going to work for us, how those things could work, and really what structure they would fit and how they would play a role in our real estate investing portfolio. So I am definitely excited that we are going to be implementing a lot of those things now in our portfolio in 2022. So we're going to talk a lot more about that here on the podcast and in our blog that you can find at lady-landlords.com. You can always read there for more information as well. But that's something that I'm really excited that after doing the legwork and getting my education and my foundations into place now in 2021, that I will be implementing that in 2022. Lastly, then, let's talk about this other property that I wanted to buy. 
One thing that I will still say, and I'm still going to stick to, is that there are still deals to be out there, even in this market, not only in the New York market, but really I understand that a lot of you have been struggling finding deals really in any market that you actually are. And I understand that. But there still are opportunities. I have found great deals even on the MLS, even through a realtor, and even in New York. So if I'm able to find a deal there, I'm telling you that there are absolutely deals out there. So keep looking. That should be one of the different ways that you are looking to find properties. You can still find them um, the traditional way of looking on the MLS. And then there are still so many different ways that you're able to find properties off market. I've used some of those strategies myself and have highlighted that here on our podcast. But there are still those opportunities there. So I'm going to break down what happened with us growing our portfolio. Because here we are now at the end of 2021, and we did not close on that large multifamily that I wanted. So I'm going to share a little bit what happened with that. When we found those properties, a couple things happened. One, a few of them that we had come across ended up being that we went in, we had the right deal, we had the right numbers. They were absolute great opportunities. And honestly, there were some newer investors that really did not know what their numbers should look like. They really decided that they were just frustrated by the market and they really kind of overspent. And they decided that they were going to um, outbid where we were. And that is perfectly okay. I know my numbers. One thing that I've always preached in the Lady Landlords Facebook group is that it's really important to know your numbers, to know how to analyze your deals. That is something I completely still stick by. And I feel a lot of people, unfortunately, do not follow what those numbers are telling them. And I think I saw that a lot this year. And that's perfectly okay. If somebody wants to put themselves in a bad financial situation, that's fine. But I am not going to be that woman. I am not the person that's going to be compromising what my portfolio is going to look like just because I'm frustrated and therefore I'm going to make bad financial decisions. And I highly recommend that you do not want to be one of those women either. Second thing that actually happened that was a little bit newer for us is some of the properties that we came across that we did actually win the bid, that we did then get the accepted offer for, we ended up walking away from. Now, I'd actually highlighted this not only in one of my earlier podcasts, but also on my Instagram at BeckyNova24. I did share a little bit of a story of what was happening with some of the properties that we did have accepted offers for over the summer. For example, one of the properties that we'd actually found, I actually love this house. It was this very old farmhouse in upstate New York. I thought it was a great property, very unique. Um, and it was a fantastic cash flow and exactly the numbers that I look for. Well, we went in, we put an offer in. I was even going to accept the tenants that had been living there. Everything was supposed to work smooth, but somebody outbid us, which was perfectly fine. And we ended up not winning that property. Well, about two weeks later, we got a phone call from our realtor that said that the deal had actually fallen through that because of the numbers that the other investors were actually chasing, that they were not able to secure their financing, that they were actually not able to get the loan that they had expected and how to back out of the deal. So then it came to us. My husband and I still decided to move forward as we really liked the property and really liked the cash flow. So we moved forward with it. But during our inspection, we realized that there were actually a lot of problems with the house. And when I say problems, to me, that's talking something structural, right? After doing rehabs and after doing flips on other properties, not much really kind of scares me. Structural damage and the amount of money that that would be really kind of made a difference. It was something that I even had to speak with a structural engineer about. And my husband and I realized that this was just not a property that was going to work for us. 
and we had to back out from it. And that's okay. Once again, it's the same thing like I was just saying a couple minutes ago. I would so much rather to be purchasing the right property that's going to be that cash flowing asset that I expect and to make sure that it is exactly the type of property that I'm looking for. So am I disappointed that I did not buy a property in 2021? Yeah, but I was able to still make other investments this year that were not necessarily just trading money for a door. And I was even able to increase our income by a few thousand dollars a year. Uh, sorry, a few thousand dollars a month. That sounds much better. A few thousand dollars a month by making some other investments. And I did not have to add to my door count and I did not have to add to my tenant account. So in sum, here are the three lessons that I really learned in 2021 while growing my own portfolio. So first is that you don't need to chase other people's success. What I mean by that is I totally understand that it can be very difficult when you're watching other people that are picking up this property and picking up this property and buying this and buying that. And you're sitting there being like, well, why not me? And I get that. But I want to remind you that your journey is different than every single other person's out there. Your success is going to look differently than someone else's. What your goals are, what you were trying to accomplish with real estate investing is not the same as the person sitting next to you. So really make sure to kind of see those stories as being inspiring to get some ideas on what maybe you can implement into your own journey to share with others. And then remember to focus on your journey because that's the one that really matters in your life. The second thing that I really learned from growing my portfolio this year is that those numbers do not lie. Like I said, I thought it was very interesting to see how other people were justifying their costs, their offers on property, and what they were really kind of willing to chase. And I realized that that was not going to be a place that I was going to be in. I do not want to put myself in a position where I make a bad decision today, and therefore that will affect the growth of my portfolio moving forward. That is not how I'm going to build my portfolio, because it really is like building a house of cards. Even the base and every little card that you're going to add to this shelf really makes a difference in order to get to the top. And you need to have that foundation really strong and you need to have that whole stack of cards really sturdy. So make sure that you are really learning your deal analysis as best you can. And if you need help with that, I'll put a link down in the chat to a webinar that I did on how to analyze deals properly. And I encourage you to go and take a listen to it to make sure that you are running your numbers appropriately and setting yourself up for success. The last lesson that I learned in growing my portfolio in 2021 is that real estate investing really does take persistence. And what I mean by that is that this is not a sprint. Real estate investing is not an overnight success. It is not something that all of a sudden we're going to blow up, have an empire and bring in millions of dollars a month all overnight. It really is those building blocks. It really is making a smart decision after a smart decision to make sure that we are growing our portfolios in ways that will really generate not only financial freedom, but then also will be able to help us out with generational wealth. And that makes such a difference. And I'm sure if you were listening to this, that is something that's incredibly important to you. So I encourage you to take a couple minutes now before the end of the year, think about what you want to see for 2022 and also reflect back on the decisions and choices and purchases you may or may not have made now in 2021. 
That gives you the opportunity to say, am I happy with what happened with my portfolio in 2021? Do I want to see more or do I want to go back and fix some of the things that really were not a good decision that I made? And now is your opportunity to really set yourself up for success with that. So I encourage you to take a little bit of time to do that. And if you need help, you still do have another opportunity to join our goal setting workshop with Lady Landlords this Wednesday, December 15th. So if that is something that you feel like would be helpful to come together with a group of other women that are planning what their real estate investing journey is going to look like in 2022, I encourage you to join us on Wednesday night. So I'll also link the notes and details on how you can register for the goal setting workshop also in our show notes here. So thank you very much for joining me as I shared my lessons of what I learned from growing my portfolio in 2021. Please make sure to subscribe to this episode. You can do that either if you're watching our podcast on YouTube or if you are listening to your podcast on iTunes or Spotify. So do make sure to subscribe so that way you will get our new episode that comes out every Tuesday. Thank you very much. And I will see you all next week for our next episode of the Lady Landlords podcast. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a five-star review for the Lady Landlords podcast. This helps make sure to share a message with others that can use the similar information. Thank you very much for helping grow our community. Remember, there's a new episode every single Tuesday, and I'll see you back in the Lady Landlords Facebook group.